also known as the genius full of glory and renown. This is the Young Stallion, Jim Powers. This is J.J. Dillon, the leader of the original Four Horsemen. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle. You're listening to Matt and J.D. and Big Frank. On Ring the Bell Radio, oh, it's real. It's damn real. Hello, everyone. J.D. here. Yes, this is Ring the Bell Radio, coming to you from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, live and in black and white, and all that happy stuff. And yes, the man is still over there. He's constantly training. He's constantly running in place. You know who I'm talking about. The one... Is that my new intro? ...who is always... Yes, that's your new intro. The one who's always Frank. What's up, Frank? What's going on, buddy? What, you don't like your intro song? I thought we'd, we 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 uh, discussed that last week, that that's your new intro. Yeah, I thought we had something better by now. But you want, you want something it. better? You mean, you mean you don't like the... Anyway, yeah, this is Ring the Bell Radio. Please check us out on ringthebellradio.com. There you could find, if you want to hear our past library of shows, you could hear, hear them there. Um, just look up in the top left-hand corner. You'll see a little uh, button that says episodes, and just pick from what year you want to hear it from. Uh, or, you know, you scroll down throughout the page. You'll see links to our Blog Talk Radio account, our Facebook, Twitter and YouTube where you can all hear our programs, current and past. Um, and all Let that happy stuff. Question, JD. Which, which one was your favorite from the wrestling shows in the past? Which one did you enjoy? Which one, which one was my favorite? I would yeah. say when we did the, Valent, the Valentine's Roulette. Remember that one? Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. We had the wheel, which if you look over there in the corner, Frank, it's still there. It's under that tarp. It's still there. All right. I haven't – it's still there. I haven't given up the wheel. You know, it's kind of – yeah, yeah. It's there. I mean, I like that wheel, and I also like – yeah, go listen to the Valentine's Day roulette one we had. And another – one. Of, I say my second favorite show that we did. I don't remember what year we did it, though. Was the – remember when we did the Miracle Moments? Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about Hogan slamming Andre and one, two, three kid, Penn and Razor, and then when uh, – uh, what is that? Um, Marty uh, got thrown through the barbershop window. You know, um, just how how it, things changed, how shocking it was. Um, which which leads me to think. Check this out, Frank. You want to hear something? Um, let's hear it. Okay, let's hear it. Um, I heard an interview from. I was listening on. Uh, uh, Hulk Hogan gave it's, couple, it's about a year or so old but still it was a really good interview and someone asked him about the Wrestlemania 6 match with him and the Ultimate Warrior okay and there's something that I just found very interesting now you got to remember this is coming from Hogan now uh, I wasn't able to find an interview you know when from Warrior was still alive to get his take on it so you're kind of getting it one-sided but I think there's truth to it, and I'll explain why, and I'm going to get to what I'm talking about. Apparently, during that match, the Ultimate Warrior was having such an anxiety or panic attack before the match even started, you know, when they were in the ring. All right, Frank? 
Um, and if you actually watch the match, you see and you actually hear Gorilla and Jesse Ventura when they're just standing in the middle of the ring and you see Hogan talking. Yeah. Um, yeah but you don't see the warrior talking. So apparently Hogan, the, the warrior came up to Hogan and said, I don't know what to do. I have mm. I have no idea what to do. So Hogan is literally telling him, "This is what we're gonna do. I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna lock up. I'm gonna you're gonna push me back, and then I'm gonna push you back, and then we're gonna do a crisscross, and then a double clothesline, and then that'll buy us some time." Is this during the match? During the match? During the match? They're already mm. in the ring. They were already he totally in, they already walked. He was nervous, huh? He was so nervous that Hogan said he was having an anxiety attack, a panic attack. And then get this. If you actually watch the match, Frank, um, when like Hogan has him in a hold or something or some sort of like a wrestling hold, Hogan, if, you know, when they have him zoomed in, you could see Hogan's talking. Okay. And apparently it wasn't even five minutes into the match. Like Hogan has him in like a, uh, like a reverse chin lock or something, and you can see Hogan talking to him because Warrior said, dude, let's go home. Let's end this. Let's do the finish. And Hogan kept saying, hey, man, we, there's 70,000 people here. We haven't even been wrestling five minutes. We can't go home yet. So he's like, Hogan had to keep telling Warrior, dude, just relax. Just let's do the thing. I'm going to be telling you what to do. So Hogan called that entire match because warrior just like flaked on the whole thing. He didn't want to be out there. He was, he was so nervous that Hogan called that entire match. In the very beginning, wasn't there before the match started, wasn't there like a stare down, like a face to face before the match began? Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's where he was talking to him to, and that's where it started. That's where Hogan started mm-hmm. talking. Like you hear Jesse Ventura, they played it off as because it was so obvious. They played it off as, oh, there's a little talking going on there, trying to psych each other out, a little trash talking. And that's that was Hogan saying, all right, brother, let's let's no, no, we'll be cool. Just follow my lead. Here's what we're gonna do. Let's lock up. You push me back. We'll lock up again. I'll push you back. Uh, I'll throw you to the rope. We'll each body slam each other. Then let's do the crisscross, and then let's do the double clothesline, and we'll be down for a minute or two. That'll buy us some time until I can think of what to do next. But I can't believe that Warrior wanted to go home and do the finish, and not even they weren't even five minutes into the match. Well, let's put it this way. If you really think about it, Warrior didn't really have any matches. He just ran in there, whooped his ass, somebody's ass, did whatever he wanted, and won the match. You know, typically there wasn't much of a heat with the Warrior. So, no. I mean, that was probably one of his few matches he actually had where it was actually a wrestling match rather than just a, a squash. Well, yeah, because, you know, every match he's running down to the ring at 330 miles an hour, you know. But, I mean, the other thing about that main event is is at the end, Warrior wins. Hogan brings the belt in to 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 give it to the Ultimate Warrior, right? Yep. And you see him give it to it, if you remember. And the warrior, you know, Hogan gives him the belt. Hogan tries to walk away. The warrior grabs him, and then he starts hugging him. And basically what Hogan said is, thanks, man. You got me through this. I'm going to yeah. owe you one. That's what he said. That's what he said. You're completely 
like the whole match. He didn't know what to do. That's why if you actually look at the match, the match itself wasn't that great. It was really slow because Hogan said, I had to keep it watered down. And he said, I got, I, and, and the other thing Hogan said is when he got back to the, behind the curtain after the match, I guess Vince was flipping out the whole time because it was nothing like they wanted to do, like they, they all discussed to do. And it turned into this very audible and slow paced. <laughs> yeah, they pulled it home, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but was that I the mean, first, I still enjoyed uh, it. First time, was that the first time it was a WWF at the time world champion versus intercontinental, or did they have those types of matches before? No, that was the first time because it that was, was the first time. It was, it was the first time you had two uh, good guys of that magnitude face each other, and both of their belts were on the line. Which made it even more because it wasn't like Warrior, who was the IC champion, was coming in going, oh, if I lose, I just don't win the world title. But, hey, I lose my belt to Hogan, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. which actually didn't him losing his belt actually lead up to like the title being vacated or something. I just don't remember. That was like what, like 1990 or something like that. Yeah, I think the Ultimate Warrior's career you know, kind of went downhill after that. What was it after that? Was it Sergeant Slaughter? Did the Warrior lose it to Sergeant Slaughter and Hogan regained it the following year? Yes. Slaughter won it in uh, seven, I think. Right? WrestleMania seven. Because yeah. that's when the Macho King hit him. Remember, he hit him with a scepter. Was it WrestleMania mm-hmm. or was it just like a primetime wrestling or something? I think it was a primetime. It was something like that. Yeah, I just don't remember. We're going to have to look it up. But... um which that's another thing I miss primetime wrestling. That's the era of WWF I grew up with, you know? Um, yeah. Granted, like you have everyone who, you know, that's when I was a little kid, it was Bobby and uh, gorilla every week sitting in that studio, you know, and I don't know. I just miss it. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the good old happening days. in the world of wrestling, Frank? Yeah. The good old days. Well, indie indie wrestling is up on a rise. I mean, I, you know, I, yeah, I'm a big indie us, okay. fan. You know. You're the, you're the man on the ground now. For those if those of you who don't know, Frank's our man on the ground for for the independent indie wrestling here in the Pittsburgh area. Okay, which we're actually going to start. Uh, we're in negotiations right now. We're actually going to be going to some of those shows, aren't we, Frank? And uh, yes, actually we are. broadcasting. Well, broadcasting live. Well. I don't want to say live. What do they say? Live to tape. Um, but we'll be doing, uh, yeah, it'll be live for us. We'll be doing a show from some of these uh, independent wrestling organizations. But, um, uh, hey, t- yeah, tell us what's going on in the indie world, Frank. Well, um, we're, we're a branch of PWX, which now is called Fight Society. That's basically all the heavy hitters in the local area. And I'm kind of like the host, Ego is my name, as you may know, but I'm the host right. of the Angel Gate, which Angel Gate is all the female wrestlers, local, and also, you know, we got stars coming in from like ROH, and they make appearance, but proud to say that I'm a big part of the Angel Gate, just because I I see it as a growing organization, and I do a lot of behind-the-scenes work with the girls, and it's just turned out to be really, really good. 
Well, what kind of wrestling can we see if we go to an Angel Gate event? I, I was You're going like, to see a lot of pretty ladies. You're going to see a lot of pretty ladies. that's good. A lot of, you know, people from ROH. Uh, you know, we have a, a, a bunch of great, great female wrestlers. My champion, uh, Big Bang Ronnie Nicole. She's our champion right now. Very talented, very angry, very crazy kind of wrestler. Kind of reminded me of myself when I wrestled back in the day. And, um, you know, we have Casey Spinelli, two scoops, they call her. Very, very great entertainer. Um, Kelly Klein, she's a part of ROH. And the list goes on. Many, many. Ah, another one, Lady Frost. Beautiful girl, great gimmick. She was just on WWE's one of the, you know, how they have the rosebuds and stuff when they come in the town or whatever. You know, just, just a side part. But I see her. Going to WWE, I, I really, really do. She got everything, so it's just all she the talent to make it, huh? tomorrow. You know, dude, I like that. The that talent of tomorrow. I said I like that. The it talent really of tomorrow. I'm, I'm, if you go to Angel Gate, chances are somebody you see will be in the WWE in the very near future. And they and do down in what? Yeah, I was going to say, where does that happen in the Pittsburgh area for it's our local McKeesport. It's in McKeesport, and we usually have an Angel Gate once or twice every two months. There's like a show, and then the Fight Society usually runs every other week on Saturday nights. Contact me. I'll oh, okay. give you a really good deal on tickets. Um, contact us at ringabellradio at gmail.com if you're in the Pittsburgh area and you would like to go see the Angel Gate is it just Angel Gate Wrestling or Angel Gate Women's Wrestling? Angel Gate's Women's Wrestling, because that's all women's wrestling is, is women. Well, yep. dude, I wanted, to be, I wanted to have the name correct, you know. I mean, I don't want to <laughs> show them the disrespect in any way, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, we went to a couple of those. Uh, back in the past, Frank, we did a couple of those PWX shows, and uh, let's just say it was very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. You know, I mean, no, it was it was enjoyable, but it was very interesting. Which you can hear those if you go to our website at ringabellradio.com. Um, just scroll through our past episodes, and um, you're just going to have to scroll through and find them. I think we did a couple you, of them. <laughs> you you <laughs> so were there when that. it was uh, two two big names in the independent world is Jack Pollock and Brandon K. You were there in the, the yeah. rope actually snapped and I think we have a clip of that on our website but uh, you know they, they pretty much that happened at the beginning of the match and they, they pulled through pretty well you know with that they happening it happens it. occasionally mm-hmm. yeah yeah right um, well you know what I see I forgot to address something um, why it's just me and you tonight and Matt's not here mm-hmm. uh Uh, We all discussed, I should have said this at the beginning of the show, but I'll just do it right now quickly. The Marvelous One, you know, after last week's show, he apparently, Frank, he found out it was you. Okay. So during the last week, Matt kept getting his car towed, and Frank was pulling a prank on him the whole time. So, but um, we had a discussion last week, and we decided, we we, we told Matt, take take the, the week off. So Matt will be back. Or, 
Yeah, let them cool down. But I know you guys had a discussion. All three of us did. And then uh, I was asked to leave because you guys had a, a good discussion behind closed doors. But from what I understand, you guys made amends and it's all behind you now. So until until we come up with something else, right? <laughs> yeah, until we come up with something else. But um, all right, Frank, we're going to take a quick break, but I want to talk about the uh, upcoming Hall of Fame, WWE Hall of Fame, when we get back. All right? Yes. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is Ring the Bell Radio. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. And welcome back to Ring the Bell Radio, J.D., the fabulous one that's always Frank, and Matt's on vacation this week. So the Hart Foundation going into the WWE Hall of Fame, the original Hart Foundation, about time. Rightfully so. And that first, yeah, and that first clip that you heard on the little break there, that was actually um, one of the, you know, the vignette that WWE put out that was announcing them into the Hall of Fame. But my question is, Frank, is the Mouth of the South going to be there with them? Because remember, he was the ori- that's why it was the Hart Foundation. It was Jimmy Hart, mm. Nide Hart, and Bret Hart. I guess he should be the inductee. He should be the one inducting them into the Hall of Fame. Well, why? No, he should be a part of it. You know, he should, he should be, be a part it. of the team. He should be in it, yeah. But um, word is, is what do you think about uh, Natty Nightheart inducting them? I mean, too bad. I mean, yeah, too bad Jim's not around. 
or Jim's not alive to be here for this, you know, but she is what the, I don't want to say the only one wrestling, but she's the only, she's the only sibling out of all the hearts that's wrestling in the WWE right now. Maybe she will. Um, so that would, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. And the other uh, rumor has it is, is Brutus Beefcake's going to be the last uh, inductee. Hmm. I don't know how much truth there is to that. That's been a rumor for about the last like three weeks, three, four weeks or something like that. But um, I'll tell you, there's someone who looks like they crawled out from under a rock. Have you seen him lately? No. Well, on the Facebook, yeah, I think he's uh, having too many cold ones. (laughs) Well, I saw him on that picture with um, uh, Hulk Hogan at Hogan's Beach Shop, and I almost had to go back. I had to enlarge the picture, and I went, that is not the beaver. (laughs) Life on the road, J.D., life on the road. Well, well, no, I mean, if you look at him a couple years ago, he looked pretty good. Now it's just like, all right, you just don't care anymore. (laughs) You know, I mean, that's not a nice thing to say, but, you know, uh, who do you think should be in the Hall of Fame, Frank? I think they're putting everybody in it, to be honest with you. I, I just, you know. Uh, well, no, think of it. Uh, if of there's course, one person that you really think should be in it. Hmm. Hmm. You don't know? Hmm. I don't know. British Bulldog's in there, right? No, there's actually a petition well, to get him in there. Which, he, he, speaking he, of yeah. petitions, we have a petition, which it's on our Facebook, but it's going to be on our website soon. Do you know that, Frank? Oh, yeah, a petition to get Elvira in the 2020 class of the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, more information coming on that. But <laughs> the, celebrity a the celebrity wing, yeah, of Elvira, you know. Um, if you didn't know, I think we went over that last week, uh, uh, that she actually called the match, the main event match with Jesse Ventura and Laura Alfred Hayes uh, at WrestleMania 2. Um, again, so that was what? Hogan versus King Kong Bundy in the uh, cage match. But that'll be posted on our website soon, ringabellradio.com. Um, yeah, the British Bulldog, he's, they've been trying to get him in, or I would say the fans have been wanting to see him for a number of years now get in there. And I don't understand why not, why he's not. Um, JD, could you hold on one second? I have to go to the bathroom. You do? Thanks for announcing that. Waiting for Frank. But anyway, I want to say, you can also find us on Bodyslam.net. I forgot to mention that earlier, that um, we have joined our elite podcasting network on Bodyslam.net. Just go there, click on Podcasts, and you'll be able to find our show. They are your number one source in all the wrestling news in the wrestling uh, world. That was quick. Wasn't that quick? Oh, I forgot to have to it. I can. Exactly. All right, buddy. What? You there, JD? Talk to me, buddy. Yeah. Frank, are you back? Hey, I think mm-hmm. Frank's back. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Welcome. Hey, hit the dump button next time you got to go up and go to the, you know, but. 
Um, no pun intended. <laughs> um, you just made me lose my whole train of thought. What the heck were we talking about? I, I don't know. I, I ate lunch with Matt, and I think he gave me something. I, I'll, I'll be all right. <laughs> You'll be all right. Speaking yeah. of lunch, I had I, I, I had a, I had a lunch with someone that uh, you know very well today, Frank. Uh-oh. Um, uh, Vince McMahon. I know I'm good friends with him. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I just said, he he buys me lunch all the time, and I had a lunch with him today. He you know he flew in, um, and he called me and went, "Hey JD, you got to meet up with me. We're gonna go to that Permani Brothers downtown." So I met up with him, and I had a Permani lunch with him. You didn't know that, huh? Did he buy? No, he didn't buy. No, yeah, he did buy. He bought me lunch today. Yeah, he did. Last time we were out, he didn't buy lunch because he forgot his wallet. Well, he says Mm. he did. He did, but, yeah. So, um. I don't like the you there? silence, JD. Yeah, I'm here. I'm right my, here. My, my mic just turned. Sorry, my mic just turned off for a minute. <laughs> I'm here, there, there talking. But <laughs> oh, excuse me. But I don't know what else is going on in the wrestling world. What? Yeah, come on, Frank, talk to me. Well, we were talking about the Hart Foundation, them as a tag team. I mean, what back in 1985, I think they started. Oh, it's. I'm, they were in that WrestleMania two battle royal, yeah. Whenever that was, eighty five, eighty six, they started. I don't think Jimmy Hart. They're was actually yet. one of the first tag teams I re- remember, you know. And uh, I like the tag team because you had the powerhouse Jim DeAnvil, and you had the technical wrestler Brett the Hitman Hart. Reminded me of myself right. and Drake Braddock. Braddock me being the 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 hard hitter and Drake being the high flyer. But you know, they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame and. You know, Bret Hart, Jim Neidhart, it's a shame he wasn't alive to see it. Yeah, yeah, right. See, my earliest memory of a tag team, <laughs> that sounds terrible, was the be- the Killer Bees. Yeah, um, they're one of the, they're the second one I remember. I remember them in that. Yeah, yeah. Oil. Yeah, but what was your first, well, you see, the first WrestleMania I ever watched, not years later where I went to the movie store and rented it, uh, like the video the tape same. or something. I remember. I remember actually. My my dad bought me the, uh, or not bought me. He went and rented the closed circuit TV box because there wasn't no pay per view yet. Um, mm. And we watched WrestleMania four, and that was. I remember that was my first WrestleMania, and remember that WrestleMania four Invitational Battle Royal, and that's where like the first time I was just getting into wrestling. But the Killer Bees were the only ones that I could associate with anything. That's before. I mean, I knew the Hulk Hogan too. But as far as like a tag team, I knew the Killer Bees, B. Brian Blair and Jumpin' Jim Brunzel and Hulk Hogan. That was it. And then, of course, then you learn Hillbilly Jim and all that stuff. But I wonder what he's doing now. He, he used to pop up every we, once in a while, Hillbilly Jim. We, we started watching wrestling probably at the exact same time, J.D. Yeah, yeah that's what I think. But, oh, well. So, last time to plug anything you have, Frank. Hmm. Plug, last chance. Plug. Speaking of plug, I got to run to the bathroom again. Oh Lord! No more <laughs> burritos before the show.
All right. Well, while he's out doing his thing there, um, Ring the Bell Radio, like I said, you can find us at ringthebellradio.com. You can listen to us on YouTube. Just search Ring the Bell Radio. We have some of our past programs up there, not all of them, but we have all of our current ones when we, uh, for the last five weeks up there. Um, so if you want to listen to our older shows, visit ringthebellradio.com or blogtalkradio.com, Facebook, Twitter. We're all on there. Um, JD, just go, yeah, like I said. what? Toilet paper. What? Throwing the door. The toilet paper. Hold on. Toilet. Throw the toilet right, paper. Ready? Ready? Here you are. Yep. Yep. Ah. my head. Uh oh. <laughs> All right, get on. With it. All right. Well, other than that, um, I think I was doing all the inter- you know where where you can find us online. And wait, what? I don't think I have anything else, Frank. So for Frank, for Matt, who's not here this week, my name is JD. You have been listening to Ring the Bell Radio. And we will see you all next time, everybody. So long. Also known as the genius.